The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You're listening to the Wellness Her Way podcast. I'm your host, Gracie Norton, and I'm so excited to provide you with a space where you get to shape what wellness feels like to you. Wellness Her Way is where we make a home of our body, mind, and soul instead of jumping on trends for short-term results. We've got one body. We're going to nourish it, love it, respect it, and embrace it through all its forms. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Her Way. It is just me and you today, and I just want to take a second to thank you for all of your feedback that you've given me so far on the podcast. I'll go through my messages on Instagram, and just seeing how much you're loving the episodes genuinely makes me so happy. I'm still really new to this space, so it's also very encouraging. My producer was just asking me the other day who my dream guest is to have on the show, and I have my little vision board of a nice little lineup of guests that would be amazing to speak with, but what I realized is that what makes me even more excited than talking to you know a celebrity or some type of controversial guest is that when I'm just speaking with somebody and I know in that instant mid-interview, like the message that we're speaking about needs to be shared. So that is like what gives me chills and what's the most helpful when I am reading through your DMs and I see the topics that you want to hear more about. And then yeah, I'm an interview. I'm just like, yes, my girls are going to love this. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you for being so supportive, for sending in your feedback and yeah, just topics that you want to hear more about. Also, I did not grow up with any sisters. I've got two brothers. I'm the middle child. And these kind of girl talks, I just love. I feel like you guys are an extension of my family. And yeah, this has just brought so much joy into my life. So thank you for being so supportive. And thank you for all the sweet messages. We're going to start this solo off with my weekly report. If you're new to weekly reports, it's basically just a combination of the things that are bringing you joy. R stands for something that I'm reading. E is for what I'm eating. P is for something that I'm practicing. O is for what I'm currently obsessing over. R is for something I'd recommend. And T is what I'm treating myself to. So we're going to start with reading. And I'm actually rereading a book that I read, oh gosh, I want to say four or five years ago. And it was so good that I'm just like, I feel like I need to pick this back up and give it another read. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And I'm just going to read you this little section because this is one that I had highlighted a long time ago when I reread it. And I was just like, yes, this is probably one of my favorite little parts of the book. And she says, we must understand that the drive for perfectionism is a corrosive waste of time because nothing is ever beyond criticism. No matter how many hours you spend attempting to render something flawless, someone will always be able to find fault with it. At some point, you really just have to finish your work and release it as is, if only so that you can go on to make other things with a glad and determined heart. So begin anywhere, preferably right now. And if greatness should ever accidentally stumble upon you, let it catch you hard at work. Oh, I just love this because I think there's so much talent and love in this world that goes unknown because as humans, we're so scared of criticism and judgment. So I just wanted to share that little piece and let you know that whatever it is you're working on or whatever it is that you're passionate about or simply just have a desire to share with the world, put it out there. Even if one person sees it or a million people see it, the whole point of being alive is to dream and take risks and to love. So that is what I'm rereading. I think everybody should read it. And yeah, I think it's super important to not miss out on your life trying to get it together or trying to get something perfect. So 
that is what I'm reading. E is for eating, and this is more of a drink, but I've been having a lot more protein shakes. I have a rotation of proteins that I like. I like Truvani, Ritual Protein, Holier Protein, and Epic Protein, and then I have some that I like for baking. But for these shakes, I'll use one of those, and then I'll do coconut or cashew milk. I love the Elmhurst brand because the ingredients are just so simple, and then sometimes I'll just make my own milk in my almond cow. And then I'll do half of a frozen banana, cinnamon, and frozen dark sweet cherries, and a little bit of ice. So it's simple, but that combo is so good. And that's something that I've been consuming pretty regularly. P is for practicing. Okay, long distance running. I have a marathon coming up, and I think I'm in like week 11 of training right now. So I just finished my first ever 10 mile run. I actually went out for a four mile run and there's never been a time I've like went out for a run that's been on my plan and been like, wow, I can keep going. Like usually I hit that mark and I'm just like exhausted and I have no desire to continue the run, but my legs just felt so good. And it was so funny because I was, I was on the move and I was just passing an older gentleman and he was just like, Hey, how far are you running? And I was like, 10 miles. It just like came out of my mouth. And so I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to run 10 miles. So ended up continuing the run and I felt really great. But yeah, one of my goals this year was just to run the half marathon. So I'm like, let's knock it out early in the year. So we're doing it. And I've actually found it really therapeutic. I have a few things that have helped me on my runs. So you may laugh if you're a runner listening to this because some of these things are random, but I'll go through them super quick. The first one is just having a watch that tracks your pace and your time. Mine shows my pace in real time. And then it kind of gently vibrates when I hit each mile. So I love that. The next thing is chewing gum. I shared this on TikTok and someone commented that it can help regulate your breathing. So maybe that is why I like it, but I think it's kind of just like, you know, it keeps my jaws moving and having my mouth taste minty keeps me awake. So I think that's another reason why I like it. Another really random one is having a lip mask on. I don't know if this is a sensory thing, but for long runs, when I rub my lips together, I want them to be moisturized instead of feeling dry. Because when you're, when you're running into the wind and you're breathing, it like dries your mouth out. So having my lips moisturized just makes the run more comfortable. Also, shoes make a huge difference. I had shin splints when I was a sprinter in high school. I mean, really bad shin splints. So that was the main thing I was worried about when I started distance running, but I have not had any shin splints whatsoever. And I think a big part of that is the shoes. So I've been running in Nike Pegasus. I'm going to try out some Hoka's next week and I will report back to you, but I've tried Hoka's before and I felt slow as a turtle. So <laughs> I'm going to give them one more chance. It's a different shoe. So I'll keep you posted on how they feel. But for now, I love my Nike Pegasus and I haven't had any shin splints with them. O is for what I'm obsessing over. While we're on the topic of lip masks, the specific one that I was talking about is the Ole Henriksen Lip Peptide. It is so good. I actually have two things for what I'm obsessing over. This lip mask, I just love the way it feels on my lips. It's nourishing and it stays on for a long time. So that is number one. The second product that I'm obsessing over is the Brewmate tumblers. I think it's called the Era. The Era cup is the one that I have. I have never been a tumbler or cup girl. Like I've always just gotten mine from TJ Maxx or Amazon, but I have increased my water intake by 70%. And now I understand the hype. Like this cup is so good. So Ole Henriksen lip peptide treatment and the Brewmate Era Cup, two things I'm obsessing over. R is for something that I'd recommend. And I've been using this product for a while, but I don't know if I've mentioned it on my podcast. It is the natural hair oil from Amazing Hair Savior. 
The founder story is so inspiring. She had alopecia and she created this hair oil for herself to help with hair growth. It's only four ingredients. I'll put it all along my scalp before I wash my hair. Sometimes I'll rub it onto my ends and then I'll either let it sit overnight or just put it in when I'm doing laundry. And it's just the best hair oil. So that's what I'm recommending. Tea is what I'm treating myself to. More time at the beach and in the sun. I live in Florida and I realized that the first six months of living here, I did not step onto the beach. So hello, we need to change that. I've been taking a book and just laying my little towel on the beach and reading in the sun. And I forgot how healing it is to feel the sun on my skin. So that is the weekly report. I love these. I think they're so much fun. So if you have a group chat with your friends, I think you should all send your little weekly reports so you can, you know, make note of simple little pleasures. Okay, we got to talk about Aloe Moves cycle syncing program. I was able to experience it before it launched and I have been hooked ever since. Starting a health and wellness journey and learning how to move our bodies during each phase of our cycle can be pretty overwhelming. And exercise and movement in general was such a big obstacle for me at first because I was moving my body consistently, but not seeing or feeling any results. Once I regulated my menstrual cycle, learning how to exercise during each phase of my cycle provided my body with so much energy and then I finally started to feel results. This is one of those topics that I chat with you guys the most about my DMs, and I love sharing different resources that have just made exercise feel really fun for me. So whether you are going all in or you're easing into it, Allo Moves has classes and flows that are designed to meet you exactly where you're at. Allo Moves is an on-demand streaming wellness platform from Allo Yoga. From yoga and fitness to meditation and self-care, Allo Moves makes it so easy to ritualize movement and make you feel more aligned with your body. And exercise is not one size fits all, so I like that they're able to tailor what I need with hundreds of new classes every single month. And I am on the move a little bit more this year, so being able to have access to a platform like this makes it so easy for me to stay consistent whether I want to get in a quick meditation or do a hit class. No matter where you're at in your wellness journey, it is time to get moving with Aloe Moves. Get a free 30-day Aloe Moves subscription by going to alomoves.com and use code wellnessherway. That's alomoves.com, code wellnessherway in all caps. alomoves.com, code wellnessherway in all caps. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly struggling with my mental health and wondering if other people were too. That's why I created RealPod. Hi, I'm Victoria Garrick-Brown and every Wednesday I host the types of conversations that most of us only have in therapy. RealPod brings you the heart-to-heart moments we all need to be having and will leave you feeling comforted no matter where you're at in life. So leave the filters at the door because it's time to get real. Tune into RealPod wherever you get your podcasts. So for this episode, I thought we would do kind of a Q&A and just go through the messages that you guys have sent me on Instagram. I'm going to cover the topics that have come up the most and I am so excited because We have the best conversations in my DMs and you guys send over so many incredible questions. So we're gonna go through them in detail. The first topic is healthy habits for somebody on a budget. I love this topic. I think the wellness space is absolutely infiltrated with all kinds of different habits that we may feel pressure to be doing, you know, just to feel good. And don't get me wrong. I love my extra morning routines 
But all of these things and all of these products are not necessary to use every single day. And it's honestly not maintainable. So I think there's a few things that truly are the foundation of health. And if we do them consistently for, let's say, at least three months, I think almost every single person would see an improvement in their health in some way, shape, or form. And most of these are free. The first pillar that I think is important to focus on is sleep. Sleep is everything. I want to have an entire episode based around sleep. I'm reading a book on sleep right now, and I'm going to try to get the author on because it is so good. I try to get seven to eight hours every night. I recommend having some type of device to track your sleep so you have data to look at. Magnesium before bed is huge for me. I like to turn off the TV and have no bright lights after a certain time. This just like gets my mind ready for bed. Also, I try not to scroll on my phone before bed. This is something I still do from time to time, but 90% of the time I try not to scroll before I go to sleep. Deep belly breaths are another thing that really help regulate my nervous system before bed. We go through, at least I go through most days without taking a single deep breath. So what I like to do is, and if you have kids, this is this could be fun to do with your kids too. I'll lay on the floor. I'll put one hand on my chest, one hand on my stomach, inhale for four seconds, and I'll send that air to my stomach. Feel my stomach expand, hold that breath for four seconds, and then exhale for four seconds. I will just do this three to four times. And sometimes if I like don't have time to do the whole, you know, lay on the floor situation, I'll just do it when I'm cooking dinner, put one hand on my stomach, feel that breath go into my stomach and then exhale. And another breathing technique that I love and that I think is really great if I can't get to sleep is that on your inhale, you will start counting from one and open your eyes. On two, you will exhale and close your eyes. Three, inhale, open your eyes. Four, exhale, close your eyes. And you just keep counting until you get so tired and your eyes get so heavy that you literally can't open them for the next number. And then you just keep breathing and counting. Anytime I'm just like, wow, I really cannot fall asleep. I'll do this and it puts me to sleep every single time. Also, I will just tell my mind, and this is gonna be weird, but if my mind is just like so busy and I can't fall asleep, I will say, you can think tomorrow. And that is like the one phrase and my mind will just shut off after that. So those are a few of the things that help. Another thing is lavender essential oil on my wrists and the back of my neck. There's another oil that I love from Osea. It's a Vegas nerve oil, but it is so good. I put that on my wrist, the back of my neck, and I love it. So I do want to bring a sleep expert on to really dive deeper into this topic, but those are a few of the things that really help me. Number two is sunlight. We all need sunlight. And I think the earlier in the day, the better. What I've started doing is drinking my bone broth or lemon water or latte, whatever I'm having that morning outside. I'll stand out there for two to five minutes with no sunglasses, let the direct sunlight hit my eyes and my face. It can also be overcast and have the same impact. So if you're somewhere that's not sunny, I think getting outside in the morning is so important. It helps regulate cortisol production when we are looking into that natural light. The next main pillar is walking and strength training. Walking is so great for our lymphatic system. It improves digestion after meals and it is low impact. For strength training, I think building muscle protects our bodies as we age. We feel strong, it's empowering for me, and it also just helped tone my body. The next one is eating more protein. I try to get protein in for every single meal and I try to get it from as much real food as possible. So I'll have my chicken sausage in the morning, salmon or chicken at lunch, and usually steak for dinner. And then when it comes to snacking, I'll try to have like a beef steak or just snack on nuts throughout the day. 
The next pillar is reducing refined sugar. This was the main thing for me, even more so than removing gluten and dairy that helped improve my health in so many ways. It cleared up my skin, it improved my sleep and my energy levels, my inflammation, my digestion. If I could go back in time and make one change in my nutrition sooner, this is the one that I would have changed. Last on this list that I think is a true foundation of health is knowing how to manage and lower stress. This affects our entire body and can negatively impact our health in so many ways. So for me, I start including adaptogens, I start drinking magnesium, hot yoga, I start going on long walks and listening to music, sometimes no music so I can just, you know, hear my own thoughts, deep belly breaths, and then just having discipline in general, being in control of my schedule and saying no to things when I need alone time is really what helped regulate my stress. This next question is, can you go into detail about workouts during each phase of your cycle? So this has changed a little bit for me the last two months as I am training for a half marathon, but I'm going to go through the schedule that I followed before training and the one that I'm going to go back to, you know, after this half marathon that makes my body feel its best. It is so important to remember that every woman is going to have different energy levels depending on where you're at in your cycle. So this is just what works best for me. We're going to start with the menstrual phase. This is where I will have the most low intensity workouts. I'll do digestion stretches to help relieve pain. This also helps with bloat. I'll do hot yoga, go on long walks and focus on body weight exercises. During my follicular phase, this is where I focus on moderate intensity workouts. So things like jogging, strength training and incline walks. 12, 330 is my favorite indoor incline walk. This is where you have the incline at a 12.0. You are walking at a 3.0 speed and you do this for 30 minutes. And I found this from Lauren Geraldo. I love it because I work up a sweat. I feel a nice little burn and it elevates my heart rate. For my ovulatory phase, this is when I have the most energy. So this is when I'm doing the highest intensity training. This is things like hit style training. I'll be going on longer runs. If I take a berries class, it would be within this time frame. And this is when I just will push my body the most. Last, we have our luteal phase. This is when I'm focusing on moderate to low impact exercises. So aside from the first day of my period, this is just all around the least enjoyable phase for me. I'm a little more irritable. My boobs hurt. I am bloated and I just have a lower energy levels. And unfortunately, this is the longest phase of our cycle too. So during those first few days, I actually feel pretty good. I'll be doing similar exercises that I did in my follicular phase And then towards the end of my luteal phase, I'll be doing more low impact workouts leading up to my first day of bleeding. So those are the workouts that make my body feel its best during each phase of my cycle. If you were to begin your PCOS journey all over again, what would you do differently? The first thing I would have done sooner is go get my lab testing done. I had my integrative medicine doctor on, so definitely go back and listen to that episode because we dive into the importance of this. But that is the first thing I would have done differently. This helped me understand my body and making these changes based off of real data that I had from these tests. And it totally changed the trajectory of my healing journey. Number two is I would have stopped over-exercising. I was putting so much stress on my body because a lot of the doctors that I went to just told me to decrease my calorie intake and make sure that I was exercising more. And that just did not work for me. So what I would have told myself is, Please stop trying to do two workouts a day, go on long walks, take your hot yoga classes and focus on low impact strength training. 
The next thing I would have done is just educate myself more about my cycle. Before I was diagnosed with PCOS, I literally thought I just had two phases and those two were either I'm on my period or I'm not. And that was the extent of the education that I had around my cycle. Learning about my infradian rhythm and how my hormones may fluctuate during each phase of my cycle was so empowering. Another thing is just increasing my protein intake. This helped curb my cravings and overall just made me feel more satiated throughout the day. Next on this list is trying to refrain from cortisol-inducing habits and activities. This is going to look different for everybody, but there were things that were just adding so much more stress to my life and even habits that I wasn't aware of, like waking up and not getting into direct sunlight and staying in my apartment, working from home, having a coffee right away. Like there's all these little things that I had no idea were causing a spike in my cortisol. So understanding the importance of that and how that cortisol was, you know, causing that inflammation in my body would have been so good to know sooner. And last on this list is I wish I would have clocked the things that were working and celebrated them instead of only clocking the things that weren't working. And kind of just at the beginning of my journey, I was just so frustrated and I was almost too busy focusing on the things that weren't working and spent more time fixating on the fact that I wasn't making progress, that I was taking away from that time to finding a resolution. So clocking the things that are working and putting my energy towards just positive thinking in general helped me find solutions quicker. And that is something that I think would have really just helped my overall mindset sooner. Can you give us your thoughts on wellness items that you think are worth purchasing? For example, red light or gua sha? Okay, I think I could do a whole episode on this because I have tried a lot of different products. In your specific question, you referenced red light or gua sha. So I am going to give my opinion on gua sha and I'm going to say that I don't think it's worth it. I've gotten better results literally using my fingers and face oil. I don't think you need any tool for lymphatic drainage. Obviously they're fun. And if they help you, you know, ritualize your routines, then by all means you go ahead and use them, but I don't think they're necessary to get great results. I am a primally pure girl through and through. I've been using their products now for a few years. If you're new to primally pure, it is a non-toxic brand that offers skincare, body care, and home products. I had the founder come on the show. It's a female-founded company, which we love, and we talked all about the importance of understanding the impact of endocrine-disrupting ingredients. There is a lot of greenwashing in the wellness space, and this is one of those brands that is so transparent about what's in their products. A quick rundown on my faves. Their natural deodorant is one of the first product swaps that I made. I love the Blue Tansy. I also use their dry shampoo on a weekly basis. It's made with cacao powder and arrowroot and essential oils. It gives my hair so much volume and it doesn't leave any residue, which is pretty hard to find as a brunette. I also love to use their dry brush, especially before I self-tan. It's the best exfoliator. Their face and body oil for lymphatic massages and don't even get me started on their body butter. It melts into my skin and it's made with beef tallow. This is one of those brands that I always share with my friends when they're new to making hormone-friendly swaps because every single one of their products is made with simple ingredients. So you can use Wellness Her Way for 15% off your Primally Pure purchase. That's www.primallypure.com slash wellnessherway. You can use code wellnessherway at checkout for 15% off your order. That's www 
P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E.com slash wellnessherway. You can use code wellnessherway at checkout for 15% off your order. My integrative medicine doctor was one of my first guests on the show, and one of the topics we chatted about was the importance of taking a high-quality probiotic. He also mentioned that we should be switching up our probiotics pretty regularly to make sure that our bodies are getting in different strains. One of the probiotics that is in my rotation is Ritual Symbiotic Plus. Symbiotic Plus is a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. One of the things that I love about Symbiotic Plus is that it doesn't need to be refrigerated. I feel so much better when I can be consistent with my supplements while I'm traveling, so the fact that I can just toss these in my purse or my suitcase whenever I'm on the go is so nice. What I like to do is take this in the morning with my bone broth, but you can take the supplement any time of day. They also have a really nice mint flavor, so my mouth always feels so refreshed after I take it. The prebiotics are designed to target undesirable bacteria in the gut and support the growth of beneficial gut bacteria. The probiotic strains support relief of occasional discomfort, such as mild bloating, gas, and diarrhea. And the postbiotics provide fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. It also has a delayed release capsule, which is designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. There is no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 40% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wellnessherway. This offer is only available for a short time, so start Ritual Symbiotic Plus or add to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wellnessherway for 40% off. Another thing that I don't think is worth it is like any type of at-home parasite cleanse or supplement. If you think you may have parasites, I would go to an integrative medicine doctor and get tested instead of just trying the supplement. I think it can disrupt our gut lining if we take those supplements without knowing if we actually have parasites. Okay, this next one that I don't think is worth the money because I spent a decent amount of money on mine is Caraway Pans. And I've only had them for a year. They just have not held up well at all. There's probably some things I could have been doing to take better care of them, but I was just in shock at how expensive they were and how quickly they started to tarnish. A few of my yeses and a few of the things that I do think are worth the money, you asked about this one specifically, is red light therapy. Yes, I think this is worth it. I've seen an improvement in my skin, but it does require some time and patience. I like the Dr. Dennis Gross mask. I have the full face mask. I have an eye mask. I also have his lip mask and the chest red light therapy. So I am a huge red light therapy fan. Two other things that I think are worth the investment and that I've been trying long enough now to test out the results and recommend, and that is the Armour Colostrum and Akasha Seamoss Gummies. Those are two products that I think taste amazing and are worth the investment. What is your experience getting off birth control and what are you using now? I have not been on birth control since I was 18 years old and I was only on it for a total of two years. So I had the Nuva Ring, which is like this little silicone ring that you would insert yourself. And I was also on the pill for about a year. I could not stand the way that birth control made me feel. I didn't feel in control of my emotions. I was bloated all the time. I had a lot of inflammation and my energy levels were just all over the place. So I gave it two years. The other thing that I noticed when I was on birth control is that when I was on that Nuva ring and I just kept telling myself, you know, oh, I'll eventually feel better. I never truly felt better. I just got used to not feeling good. That is the worst place to be because then you forget what it's like to truly feel good and you just get used to 
all the uncomfortable symptoms and that becomes your normal. I'm so happy that I made the decision to get off because I just feel so much more control of my body and my health in general. I currently use natural cycles to check my fertility status. This is not for everybody, but it works for me. So they have like three different ways you can track it. They have a thermometer that you can use or you can sync your data from your Aura Ring or your Apple Watch. I have an Aura Ring, so I will just sync my data from there. But basically my Aura Ring, you know, tracks my temperature. I have the Natural Cycles app on my phone. What I will do is wake up in the morning and just check the app and it will let me know my fertility status. It also tracks, you know, like what phase you're in your cycle. So it's really great if you're somebody who's new to just understanding what phase of your cycle that you're at. And then you can also track your symptoms and and log things like that. So you have a better understanding of just how your body is fluctuating during your cycle. I think the most important thing is just making sure that you are making an informed decision when it comes to birth control. It is so necessary to be aware of the long-term side effects and then just having an understanding of what that transition period may look like when you decide to get off of birth control. Do you have any tips for navigating a stressful life? What made the biggest difference for me is simplifying things where I could. Personally, my thoughts are what created a lot of my stress. This isn't even about my health. This is just about life in general. So I have this little list that I refer back to anytime I am overthinking anything. And I think this is something that everybody should be able to reference. So here's the little list. If you want to be understood, explain. If you have questions, ask. If you don't like something, speak up. If you like something, share it. If you want something, ask for it. And if you love someone, tell them. We are the only ones that live inside of our own brains. Everybody else is living their own little life and they're in their own little world. And this just really helped me not take things personally as well. This list may seem simple and that's because it is. We are so quick to come to our own conclusions or assumptions about other people and about ourselves even too. Something that I struggled with and that I'm still working on to this day is that I question everything. And that causes a lot of stress. I think it's just partly, you know, a protection mechanism, but it is exhausting. Realizing that there are just things in my life that are 100% out of my control is crucial. And on the wellness side of things, when it comes to stress, instead of getting distracted by quick gimmicky trends that may help me see results short-term and may help me see results quicker, I try to focus on those main pillars that I mentioned earlier and just simplify everything where I can. Where do you begin with healthy meals? Protein bowls were my best friend when I first started just learning about my nutrition and they still are. What I'll do is I'll pick my protein. This could be chicken sausage, salmon, steak, poke, whatever it is, I'll pick a protein and then I'll pick a veggie. If you wanna save time and you're somebody that doesn't have time to like chop up the peppers and the onions and your broccoli and your cauliflower, the best frozen veggies are from Pura Vida. I'll keep them in my freezer, pop them in the microwave or put them on my stovetop. And it is such a quick way to get in my veggies. And then I'll add quinoa, spaghetti squash, or palmini. These are like the little hearts of palm noodles that come in a package or rice. And then I'll add a dressing or just my sauce of choice, which usually is pesto. And that is a nourishing, satisfying meal for me. If you're a beginner, I also have an ebook. It's called Cooking Up Wellness that I wrote with my friend, Jazz Leaf. There's over 50 recipes in there that literally anybody can make. So if you want more recipes, it's linked on my Instagram and the website is www.shopcracynorton.com for the ebook. 
I would love to make a hard copy cookbook too. So let me know if that's something you guys would want. But that's my advice on where to begin with healthy meals. Get your protein, get some quinoa, spaghetti squash, rice, or palmini in there. Then add your veggies, some avocado, and your favorite sauce. What tips do you have on approaching dating? So I just had an episode come out with my boyfriend. Go listen to that if you want to hear, you know, about how we met and how we prioritize wellness in a relationship. But in terms of approaching dating, I think it is so important to go into your first date without any attachment to the potential outcome of the date. I also think it's great to be more focused on whether or not you like this person when you're on the date instead of whether or not they like you. We tend to pick and choose the things that we want to hear when we really like somebody or when we're just intrigued by somebody. So remember to date the person that's in front of you and not their potential or who you think they could be in the future. There's a list of things I was looking for in a person like their faith, sense of humor, kindness, confidence, you know, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, the list could go on. But I think over time, the most important thing to look out for is if the other person has consideration This means, you know, do they think about how things may make you feel? Do they pay attention to detail? Do they do things that may make your day easier without you having to prompt them or ask them? I think this is the highest form of care and it's something that you'll be able to get a good read on as you get to know somebody. How do you become a confident girly? I think this comes down to knowing who you are and knowing not how to take things personally. We are so worried about how we're being perceived, whether it's on social media or in-person interactions. So I think be who you are, do the things that make you happy. You also just have to learn how to not be embarrassed. Our time here is truly so short. So what I want you to do is imagine if somebody were to give you a little notebook that is full of the things that maybe, you know, you would have worn, the way you would have styled your hair, the things that you would have said, the people you would have maybe tried to become friends with and the dreams that you would have chased if you removed fear out of the equation, specifically fear of what other people think of you. Visualize what those photos would look like in that notebook and then go and do those things. Know who you are, know what you want, know what makes you happy, what inspires you, the people that charge you up and just keep filling your life with more and more of those things. Also find something to be enthusiastic and passionate about. I think this is one of those things that naturally just helps you find inner confidence. The sexiest thing in both men and women is just somebody who is unafraid to be themselves. Next question is, can you talk more about what supplements improved your gut health the most? So these are going to change depending on what gut health issues you have, which is where I recommend going to see an integrative medicine doctor and getting your testing done so you're not just taking random supplements. I had candida overgrowth and leaky gut, and I want to have my integrative medicine doctor on so bad so we can go into more detail about gut health in general. But the supplements that he recommended based off of my testing were Candibactin AR and BR. And I believe the brand that I took was called Metagenics, MCT oil, L-glutamine powder, and liquid biocidin. So those were the supplements that I took for my candida overgrowth and leaky gut. And then for nutrition, I remove the foods that candida may feed on. So for example, things like yeast, alcohol, and refined sugar. What are some non-toxic swaps for beginners? I think we all are going to have a different definition of 
clean. And I want to preface this by saying that not every item in my house and in my makeup bag is non-toxic. But what I did was start with household items like candles, detergent, and then beauty and body care. So I'll give you a super quick rundown of a few of my favorite brands. Branch Basics for detergent is incredible. They give you this giant container of solution and then you mix the solution with water and I'll use it for my detergent, my all-purpose spray, and my hand soap. For candles, I look for beeswax or coconut wax candles. You can get some of these on Amazon. I think one of the Amazon brands I got was Arctic Wicks. Everlasting candles are great, but those don't have any scent at all. And then Primally Pure also has some really great candles. For shower gel and deodorant, Primally Pure. And then I just started using a brand called Nera, N-E-R-R-A. I like their body soap because it's completely unscented and the bottle is just really cute too. And then for shampoo and conditioner, I like Nessie Serre. Nessie Am I saying that right? I just get mine at Sephora. And then I just ordered Zuma for shampoo and conditioner too. So I'll keep you posted on what I think of that after I try it. But start where you can. I think it's important to make these changes slowly. And yeah, start with the products that you're using regularly. So like I said, things like deodorant, maybe your dry shampoo, maybe it's your all-purpose spray. I think it's great to make these swaps over time. Look for those things that you're using a lot in your day-to-day life and then start there. And I also have an app that I like. It's called Yucca and I'll just scan products. If I'm in Sephora or at the grocery store, you just scan the barcode and it will give you a score based off of the ingredients. I'm feeling really stuck in life. Have you ever experienced this? If so, do you have any advice? Yes, there have been multiple times that I have felt stuck, both with my health and just in life in general. I can't remember where I read this, but it was so good that it's imprinted in my brain. And it's one of those things that helped me get unstuck. And this is that we find evidence for what we choose to believe about ourselves. So we tend to create myths about ourselves. And if you imagine those little, you know, those Venn diagrams that you used to draw in school where there's like two circles and then there's that little center section that kind of overlaps. On one side of the circle, we have what is factual about our lives and what is happening in real time. On the other side of the circle, we have what we decided to make it mean. And then in that little center section that overlaps, we have the myth. And these are the myths that are usually rooted in fear and keep us stagnant in life. So when we're stuck, we spend a lot of time in that overlap area. We believe these myths about ourselves, and it keeps us from moving forward. So the two questions I like to ask myself when I'm believing these myths or when I'm feeling stuck is one, where did this belief or myth about myself come from? And two, what is it revealing about my growth? So I'm going to give you just a quick example. I... I'm not a very organized person. I will just tell people, yep, I'm not very organized. And I'm somebody who like, you know, I'll lose my keys. I'll lose my wallet multiple times a day and use it as evidence that kind of just keeps supporting why I'm unorganized. And this is just a silly example, but these myths can start to take over and we start to to believe them about ourselves, And we use these actions or these poor habits as evidence as to why we just are that way. So those are the things that keep us stagnant. And I think if you are feeling stuck in life in general, take some time to assess those things and ask yourself what it could be revealing about your growth. That is the best advice that I have. This is something that I'm still working on. And yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but hopefully that's helpful. I feel bloated every single day. Can you share what helps your bloating the most? Constant bloat is something that is extremely common, but it is not normal to be bloated and in pain 24 seven. 
I felt this way and it was absolutely terrible. The best thing I can compare it to is that I felt like I had a bag of bricks in my stomach, regardless of what I ate. I could have eaten an apple or a Snickers and I would have felt the same level of pain from my bloat. So I'm going to go through a quick list of the things that helped me. Number one, not being rushed or in a state of stress while eating. Stress and bloat are directly related to one another. So being present with my food is so important. Making sure I'm chewing my food multiple times before swallowing. These things seem small, but they really do make a huge difference. Number two is lymphatic drainage, stomach massages specifically, and legs up the wall pose. This takes two to five minutes. I will roll out a yoga mat or just lay on the floor. I'll put my legs directly up the wall. So you kind of want your butt to be like pressing, you know, against the bottom of the wall. And then I will just play some music. You can do it for two minutes. You can do it for five minutes. And when I stand up, I always feel less bloated after that. Number three is eating more foods with natural digestive enzymes. These are things like papaya, kiwi, pineapple, mango, ginger, flax seeds, bananas, avocados, coconut, and raw honey. I try to have at least one to two of these foods in my fridge, but I would say out of all of these, papaya and ginger help me the most. Number four is eating my meals around the same time every single day. Now, this doesn't have to be down to the minute. Obviously, our schedules change, but I try to keep it within an hour window of the same time. And this just keeps my body clock on track. I will try to stick to a time frame as best I can. And I noticed that that helped my bloat a lot. Number five is related to travel because that's when my body tends to bloat or fluctuate the most just when I'm eating new foods or I'm in a new place and anytime I get off of a flight. So I like to take Detox by Rebecca, lymphatic tea strips. I will travel with those and drink that in the morning after I tongue scrape and brush my teeth. And then I also like the Array bloat capsules. I think these are great to take with meals. This isn't something that I depend on, but when I'm traveling, I do take those two things and they help a lot. How do you stay disciplined when you feel like nothing is working? This is something that I am still working on and I am learning so much about. I'm reading Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday, and I think it's something that everyone needs to read. I think there are more and more things in this world that are either A, being designed to keep us distracted, or B, being designed to make us more comfortable. Being comfortable feels so good. Like who does not want to be comfortable all the time? It's great, but it provides temporary pleasure. And it's a pleasure that we keep paying for again and again. And I'm not saying that we should, you know, actively seek pain or discomfort, but I think having the tools to know how to navigate moments that aren't pleasurable or that are uncomfortable is where the real growth stems. And this all comes down to temperance and discipline. I was so pissed at the beginning of my wellness journey when I'd made all these changes in my life and I wasn't seeing any results, but it just came down to discipline. Like the power of having a plan and sticking to it, even when you're tired, even when you don't have to, or even if you won't be recognized for it, have a plan and stick to the plan. I think discipline gives you so much freedom in life and it really does just start with small habits that start to compile. And I used to think too, like, oh, I want to be a soft girl. Like I can't be a soft girl and be disciplined. No, you can definitely have both. You can romanticize your life and enjoy little things and still be disciplined. I actually think that a lot of people think that discipline means 
doing the exact same thing every single day and being really rigid about it. When in reality, it really is more about practicing temperance and having the ability to adjust and pivot and make best of the current situation and having composure while you're doing it. But if you can learn how to have discipline, have control over your mind and your body and do the hard things when you're not seeing results, you will have so much abundance and so much more freedom in your life. And this is something that I'm still working on, but that is the mindset shift that really helped me. Can you go through your morning and night routine in detail? Yes, I love routines. I love this question. And I'm gonna preface this by saying, my routines don't look the same every single day, but I will share my ideal perfect routine when I wake up and like really have the time and wanna go the extra mile. Right now I am slowly becoming a morning person. So I'm waking up earlier. The first thing that I'll do is tongue scrape, we'll brush my teeth, I'll oil pull if I have time, and then I will ice roll and do a two minute lymphatic drainage facial. For tongue scraping, I just get my tongue scraper off of Amazon, Boca toothpaste, I use a burst toothbrush, it's like an electric toothbrush, and then I just get my coconut oil from like Costco or Trader Joe's. So we'll do all of that. We'll do my lymphatic drainage facial with some primarily pure face oil, and then I'm into the kitchen. I'll make my bone broth with smoked paprika, ginger cube, salt, pepper. I start adding cinnamon too, which is so good. I'll drink that. I also remember saying that like, I'm not a lemon water girly, but things change and I'm actually starting to like it. So sometimes I'll do a squeeze of half a lemon with Beekeepers Natural Superfood Honey. It is so good. So I'll put that in there. I'll drink that sometimes. If I'm not having either of those two beverages, I'll do greens. I like AG1 or the lymphatic tea strips. So those are the options for the morning beverages. I need something that will just kind of set my stomach up for good digestion. And then I've been trying to read five to 10 pages in the sunlight. So I'll just like take my book outside. There's this little ledge along my sidewalk. I'll sit there for however long I can. Sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's 10 will read. I'll drink whatever beverage that I'm that I made and then I'll come back inside and make breakfast. I feel like you guys might be sick of me telling you what I have for breakfast, but I'm going to do it again. I love chicken sausage, Amy Lou's chicken sausage to be specific, pura vita, frozen veggies, quinoa, avocado, and then some pesto is like my perfect breakfast. Sometimes I'll turn this into like a toast and I'll do avocado toast with chicken sausage, mango salsa, sprouts and honey. So that is my extra morning routine that I do when I have the time. And then my evening routine is kind of just all about winding down. I will sit in the sauna for 20 minutes if I can. I'll make dinner and then I like to make sure I don't have any bright lights on in my apartment. So lights are off. TV is off by 10 p.m. I like to do a little bit of red light therapy with the Dr. Dennis Gross mask. I'll make some magnesium or a little sleepy girl mocktail with magnesium, tart cherry juice, and a little prebiotic soda. And then a few of the things that I mentioned earlier on, like breath work and lavender essential oil on my wrists. Do I have time for these every single night? Absolutely not. But what I like to do is pick my non-negotiables in my routine so that when I'm traveling or when I have less time, I can do at least one to two things from the list that make me feel really good. I just moved to a new city can you please share the best way to make friends? You have to be way more intentional as an adult when it comes to making friends, but having a good group of girls around you is so great. So my advice is to position yourself in places where you would meet somebody that has similar interests as you. And then when you go to, let's say it's like a yoga class or a coffee shop, speak 
And this sounds so simple, but like, I'm embarrassed to say there were times in the past I was just being a little shy and I didn't think, and I didn't want people to think that I was being weird by starting a random conversation, but I just talk to anyone and everyone now because you never know where it may lead. And that is how I've made a majority of my friends. So start conversation in person when you can. And then on socials, DM whoever it is you're interested in being friends with, and then just invite them on a little matcha date or a walk. And it's such a fun and easy way to to make new friends. But especially if you're working from home and you just moved to a new city, it's super important to be going out and doing these things and putting yourself in places where like-minded people will be. How did you manage your cravings and what are your go-to desserts? I never believed people when they would say this to me, but it is actually so true. And my answer is eating more protein. I feel satisfied longer and it keeps me from having these intense cravings. So that is my simple but effective answer for that. And then when it comes to desserts, I mean, I could share a list of like over 50 desserts that I love that are refined sugar-free that I just make at home and have like in the fridge or in the freezer. So I can link a few in the show notes, but for a quick example, I have like homemade protein Snickers that I like to make, protein ice cream with my Ninja Creamy, I'll do banana ice cream. I make like this Wendy's Frosty with, well, it's not Wendy's Frosty. It tastes like a Wendy's Frosty with frozen Japanese sweet potatoes. That is so good. I'll do four ingredient chocolate lava cake, homemade granola butter cups that kind of are like a Reese's alternative. And then I also love sweet potato brownies. It just helps having those things in my fridge or my freezer throughout the week so that I have a healthier option on hand that still satisfies my sweet tooth. But if you don't have time to make something, one of the sweets that I love are the Sweet Lauren's cookies. And I put mine in the air fryer. So crank that thing up to 375, pop them in the air fryer for about mm, seven minutes. I like the double chocolate ones and I love the sugar cookie ones. If you get the sugar cookie ones, what you're going to do is you're going to get some chocolate chips and you're going to shove the chocolate chips inside the cookie. Like once it's been in the air fryer for mm, like five minutes, you're going to pull it out. You're going to drizzle your favorite nut butter on top. Let it sit for like two minutes after you pull out of the air fryer. It is the best dessert to have before bed. So if you don't feel like making something, try the Sweet Lauren's cookies. Can you please talk about your current relationship with alcohol? So I did not consume any alcohol while I was healing. And this was probably for a two-year period. Now I'll have a drink about once a month. So this is usually, you know, if I'm traveling around a holiday or for a special occasion, alcohol just gave me a lot of anxiety. I don't have anxiety after I have a glass of wine or one drink, but I never enjoyed getting drunk and how I felt the next day. It just really affected my inflammation. My face, my fingers, and my legs would be so swollen anytime I had a few drinks. But when I have a drink, I'll usually have a glass of wine or a Moscow Mule. And if I'm having a canned beverage, I really like drinking hives It's like a seltzer that's sweetened with honey. But if I'm going out and I'm not drinking and I just want to have something in my hand, I'll order a seltzer water with a lime. Last question is, can you please speak about your mindset? How were you kind to your body when you weren't where you wanted to be yet? I love this question. What I did is that I stopped treating where I was at with my health and just in life in general as a transition period. I think when we do that, our minds trick us into thinking that We can't enjoy the things that we have now or where we're at now because it's just going to be so much better when we have X, Y, or Z or when we look a certain way. And my reminder for you is that good things will come in due time with consistency. And when they do, it will be so good. Like 
way better than you could have ever imagined. So don't treat it like a transition period. Enjoy where you are at now. This is why I always say you have to find a way to make wellness fun because it should be. So really focus on clocking the things that are working instead of only clocking the things that may not be working. Take note of the days that you feel really good because it's so easy for us to pinpoint the days that aren't going so well or the days that we feel bloated or tired or whatever it is. Try to celebrate those days or maybe those habits that make you feel really good. Also for something you can put into action, what I love to do is I have this calendar that doesn't have any of my to-dos on it. It's one of those big calendars with the empty squares that you can get on like Amazon or from Staples. I'll have a symbol for each time that I have some form of movement for my body, a symbol that represents an activity for my spiritual or mental health, and then a symbol that represents me giving myself at least one compliment in the mirror. And what I like about this is that I have a visual for my consistency and a visual for things that that matter and that over time if you're consistent with those things like there is no way that that can't improve your life somehow so having that visual is something that is motivating and really improved my mindset and at the end of the week you can look back at your week and say hmm well i maybe didn't do something for my mental health two times this week that means at the end of the week i really need to prioritize a mental health activity and it just keeps you in check with with those simple habits but it's a really easy way to shift your mindset and focus on consistency we are going to end with that question right there I have so much fun with these solo episodes and there's a lot of topics and questions that we didn't get to. So let me know if you enjoyed this and we'll do another solo episode just like this. But I appreciate you guys so much and I can't wait to catch up next week. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today. You can catch a new episode of Wellness Her Way every Monday. I want to hear from you. So please subscribe, leave a review for this podcast and let me know what you thought of this episode. Be sure to follow at Wellness Her Way Podcast on Instagram to connect with me and send in all the questions and topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this amazing community. I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.